Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. I'm Lenny. Happy 100 episodes. I know. How exciting. Yeah. Uh, in other non-100 episode news, I got two new kittens. I know. I saw one's Fernando and I forget the other one's name. Pepper. 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 Oh, my gosh. I was not in the market for kittens. Yeah, they look they look nice. Where'd you get them? Uh, Last Hope Animal Rescue uh, on Long Island in New York. Uh, link in the description below in case you want to rescue any animals. They have dogs, cats, and other. Uh, people abandon rabbits and snakes and stuff like that, too. And they're all cute. That's nice. Cute. Well, these little... They're like uh, brother and sister, little bonded fellows, or yeah, brother and sister. And uh, su- super cute, super into being as cute as they are. I was going for more of a grown cat, but uh, these kittens spoke, and that's it. How old are they? Four months. Four months. Oh. So it's Expect pretty. Expect a lot of energy. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of energy. All right. Uh, we're going away in four weeks, so plenty of people to come over and hang out with these kittens. That's nice. On a less, on a more somber note, Meatloaf died. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. He died from, uh, I think, COVID complications, and he wasn't uh, vaccinated. Really? Yeah, he said. Uh, I didn't. I read think about one of the things he said. Yeah, one of the things he said was like, hey, if I get COVID, if I die, I die. Well, yep. Gentleman, so I guess like if it was his time, it was his time. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely the age bracket. He was in the age bracket where they're like, please don't force yourself to die. <laughs> he was also in ill health, like from being that heavy for so long. I know he had changed his diet and everything i remember they were saying he had a lot of like back problems and like gastric problems stuff like that and he changed his diet but then he got covid and you know well here we are i loved meatloaf so very good too bad and i've also been watching uh i've also been watching peacemaker i have not i seen the first episode and it was good and funny but it's again so difficult for me to commit to to so many hours yeah, yeah, yeah. But John Cena's come a long way. <laughs> I like how funny it is, and I like how into the role he gets. That's very good. That's very refreshing to watch. You mean how he's like trapped in the 80s? <laughs> he's jail, just do whatever. Like if James Gunn is like jump, he's like, how high? Yeah. Which not a lot of I I don't know if not a lot of actors, but like I don't know. There's like a lot of ego and stuff with that particular art that they might not be willing to uh well, he's pretty good, James Gunn, getting people to like set their egos aside. Because look at um, what's his name, Batista. Batista isn't the greatest actor by any stretch, and he made it work. Maybe it's wrestlers that are used to it, because like he, Batista, and John Cena, and The Rock to an extent. I mean, The Rock's ego has grown over the times, but back in the early days, I mean, he made the Scorpion King. He can't pretend he didn't. Oh yeah, he did. Maybe they're so used to like the man soap opera storyline situation that they're like, this is no worse than the time that I had to 
do what I don't know what goes on on wrestling anymore, but I'm sure it's just as ridiculous as ever. It doesn't work for every wrestler because Hulk Hogan, man. <laughs> That's a different era, though. That's a different era of wrestling. Like there, there was like storylines and stuff like that back in the '80s, but not like currently. It's like a it's a soap opera. He's done some '90s stuff too, man, and it's oof. oh no no I know I'm saying like during wrestling. So like the wrestling story okay. arcs of the '80s pale in comparison to like the drama that is being <laughs> currently and in the night from true. the 90s to now from like the mid to late 90s to now it turned into a straight up soap opera with wrestling interspersed yeah which is fine by me i think that's funny and hilarious and good good stuff it's good stuff so maybe people like john cena are more acclimated to that kind of situation than he makes peacemaker likable it's very fun Maybe I'll mm-hmm. continue watching it this evening, but we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of television. Oh, here we go. And the exciting things that happen behind the scenes on television. Yeah. We watched season five, episode 12, the 100th episode of SG1. Wormhole <laughs> <laughs> Extreme. With the letter X, which is so indicative of the time. You could tell it's early 2000s because everything was like extreme with a big X. Stream wormholes. And we open up with uh, a ship being detected in our solar system. And they're like, it's Martin Lloyd's ship. We actually have record of that tech in those those old Apple IIEs that they're using. They don't update (laughs) technology. So like whatever the modern tech is, Governmental technology is absolutely not up to date. So if they got something right, it's like the green monitors that they're still using at the SGC because it takes forever to update federal uh, electronics. Yeah, because it costs money. First person to use email was Obama. Obama was the first one with email. No. Get yeah, because they were still like typewriters. When George W. Bush, you remember when he got into office? They, there was a rumor that the gag was that out of all the typewriters, they popped the W out. So when George W. Bush, you couldn't type the W. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Obama was the first person to use email, but wow. What do you email? I mean, I'm sure they had, you're right. I'm sure that they had email previously, but like as far as official business being conducted. Emails, but baby. like what is it is it like is it just like money to just like update everything it's money to update everything it's training people how to use it because a lot of people are stubborn old farts and they're just like i don't know how to use it yeah but you're the u.s government you control the money what are the speaking of money one of the problems banks and and organizations like that have is that all their computers are run on ancient coding like really old type coding that nobody knows anymore and they can't fix the programs. Yeah. It's because it's running an older version of Linux. That's all it is. But nobody knows how to do it anymore because the younger generation comes up and they learn all the new programming and now who knows how to fix the old programming. I know, but, but still you can, they won't update. I understand. I understand banks and like private organizations and stuff and even like the MTA and stuff, but it's like, you're the U S government. You control the money. Yeah. No. Well, that money, they got to get the funding from somewhere. Are they going to divert it from aliens? You know, 
$50,000 for a hammock. Oh. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I like that reference. But you like, I mean, you have to have some illegal slush fund somewhere you can take money from, like a billion dollars in trains of evil. On emails? Look where emails get you. I know. Like back in my day, you'd have to type it up and then put it through through the, the shredder and then get misplaced and then everybody finds out about your MK Ultra anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? No one knows how to handwrite a business letter anymore. I do, but I'm an old lady. No, I, I do as well. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, people like who are like under 30, they're like, what's a business letter? I'm like, really? Well, they don't, not only do they not have to, but they know how to do something I don't which is because I've been at my job so long. Uh, you don't just send in, first of all, resumes don't have to be one page anymore. No. In my day, one page, and then you would pick a slight off white so it would stand out in the pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you do it. Not anymore. It could be as long as you like, and there's a CV, it's called, that goes ahead of it, which is like a like a letter, except it's an entire like mini autobiography about yourself and what a cool dude you are. Yeah. I know what I don't have a CV. Why would I? Yeah, I don't have a CV either. I had to learn about it. Been in my job for like 20 years. Yeah. Every time they made a joke on a new show about a CV, I was like, oh, no. oh, so, so. I grew up learning that you should write a resume. If you write it too long, no boss is going to look at it. They're going to throw it right in the trash. Because it's too big. Yeah. Because it's like you write one, you condense everything, you write a one page, and that's it. Not anymore. And now I've noticed I will look over resumes, but if you don't put it in a document attachment, mm-hmm. I will not. Don't don't you copy and paste that into the body of an email. I will not print it out. It'll not get looked at. Yeah, you have to send it. You have to send it as a document. Uh, they don't format anymore either. That is all over the place. Is it one and a half space? Is it double spaced? Both probably. Sometimes it's 11 point. Sometimes it's 12 point. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. I will look at one like that either. I'd be like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, get your formatting together and get back to me. If you want it to be five pages long, I'm in no position to judge. You have a lot of experience. But if you can't for if you can't just keep it all to a 12 point, then mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and even spacing. That's it's not even like I'm asking for anything fancy. It could be any font you want. Even spacing formatted down the sides and we'll be OK. But I mean. I I like I was like more than one page. The first time I saw a more than one page resume, I was like, more than one page. Does anybody know what's going on? Why is this three pages? What's happening? And I was like, oh, I guess that's how it is. And it's sure enough, it is. And CVs and like, what a cool dude you are. I'm like, I don't think I care if you're a cool dude or not. Yeah. Can you do the, the, the main thing is, can you do the job? Yes or no? Seriously. But we're on Martin Lloyd's ship coming in. And they cut to a TV set that looks like it's Stargate. So you get like the intro, I think it is, to Wormhole Extreme. Yeah. No, I think it, they're doing a scene, just a regular scene. Oh, right, right, right. And then that's the cold open. And then it cuts back over to SG1 watching the trailer to Wormhole Extreme. <laughs> and they're just like, what is happening over here? What is happening? It is. They decide that Jack is going to be their new consultant so they can go get to the bottom of what's happening with Martin. This is so fun. First of all, that trailer. Nothing's going to. Is brilliant. 
Mm-hmm. They got an overacting Daniel. Like, it's so good. It's just so like, good. Like Shakespearean level actor. Like, I don't. Oh, I, Michael Deloise being younger than Richard Dean Anderson is so funny to me. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to look up the actor list. Is it going to not give warm? Oh, extreme. It should autofill this, you know? Mm-hmm. It didn't autofill it, and that's the disappointment. Michael Deloise. <laughs> I those Deloise boys, they re- I'm just so in love. Previously on the cat. Stop it. This internet, I tell you. It is Michael Deloise. Dick Marlo. Uh our guys. Uh shit. That's my fault. I'll fix that later. Post. Is, oh my god. I knocked like the whole thing dead trying to look something up. You get what you get with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I knocked my video offline. This is now going to be uh, black because once I hit uh, the video, like the the stop video. Yeah, it's just totally black. Now it'll just be totally black for the rest of this podcast. That sucks. I'm sorry. You won't be able to see my beautiful That's face. Uh, <gasps> I'll, I'll learn to live with it. What a bloody... I'll go back to threatening to get an external camera, but I won't do it. Uh, so Jack runs into Martin and Martin doesn't recognize Jack. Yeah. He thinks he's a military advisor. Yeah. He's like, um, he's just treating him like, it's so funny. They just mistreat Martin so badly on set. They're just like, yeah, the writer or whatever. <laughs> uh, and Jack thinks Tanner and the other aliens are drugging Martin again. So they take samples back to the lab of his vitamins because instead of it being antipsychotic medication, now it's just vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they run the, the three shot disintegrate the bodies joke. And they have yeah, Martin like- Jero in the scene. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. No. And Martin Jarrow is one of the writers, one of the, the Stargate writers. So he's also in the scene, which is very funny. Oh, I didn't know that was him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just everything about like how it's placed it, like how the actors react to like the, the bodies on the floor. Yeah. What are all I these just, dead bodies doing here? How do I walk through them? Uh, I love that m- that Martin was going to call the show going to other planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like it seems like it's something like Richard Attenborough would like host going <laughs> oh, to other planets. So funny. <laughs> but it was uh, it was audience tested that they love um big X's in the titles of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It turns out they're right. Tanner and company were calling the ship to come pick them up because they, it was always like a time release program or whatever. And that they were going to pass by at a certain time. And if they press the button on the little remote or whatever, then the ship would stop by. 
Yeah, but where were they going to go? Um, either back to their own world rebuilt, I guess, or like just the, off Earth. Oh, okay. Because there was nothing left of that world, their world that they went to. Because remember, Martin in the previous episodes, Martin went to uh, that world and it was like devastated. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that'll come back up later because he was so bummed out by it that he ends up drugging himself. Yeah. That's really sad if you think about it. It is super sad. Uh, they send in some undercover since nobody's going to recognize them. Teal'c is back. And he's <laughs> working for craft services. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us. It is so funny. Teal'c is the best undercover. Yes, he's like, leave us. I just and he's in a pink shirt, and it's just so funny. Puchinski, please know that there is a detective show in this universe called Puchinski. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to watch it. No, ten out of ten would watch. I would watch it every like every week. Yeah, I just complain that I'm not into TV shows anymore. But if Puchinski comes out, I'm into TV shows again. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> uh, Puchinski. Peter, Peter DeLuise is shouting around the set that what don't you understand about bigger? Right. That's very funny. This is just all straight jokes and comedy, and it's like hard to recap jokes because like yeah. a lot of them require the setup. And this is why Stargate worked for everybody because it never took itself too seriously. No, they, I mean, sometimes it gets a little serious, but not really. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. And, and it wasn't afraid to make fun of itself. Uh, they find one of Tanner's guys who disappeared into his own apartment. Like they, they're like sneaking after him. They're not doing such a hot job at sneaking after them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just in the stairwell. He probably knows that you're there, and that's why you don't see him when you go back into the apartment. He probably just aliened out of there. Secret yep. doors and whatnot. He X-Files out of there. Sure did. Uh, Jack tells Marty it's all real, and Marty's like, is this a pitch? I'll bring it up to my advisor. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And he's like telling him, like, what else do you got? Yeah, really, like, it's so, it's so Hollywood, like that everybody's like got a an unrealized script or an idea or a pitch, an elevator pitch for TV that they came up that they came up with in Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Sam get duped, so like they wind up going into another warehouse because they think they've tracked Tanner and company to this warehouse, and uh, what they really did was get the drop on the NID. We're like, what are you doing here? We're taking over. Who are just annoying, as usual, annoying. Yeah, like, really. They just know working together. I mean, that's our government all over, though, isn't it? Secrets. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marty goes to a set with no one on it. And that's pretty terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Jack shows up with him. Uh, So they're going to end up being kidnapped or whatever yeah by tanner and uh yeah tanner i call them tanner and co tanner and his friends tanner Tanner inc yeah uh they give martin a shot to bring his memories back 
and uh, Teal comes to rescue them. I am air quoting rescue because like, it's pretty clear that they let them go. Uh, Marty says he was so sad about his planet. That's where he confesses is that he started to drug himself. To, yeah. To forget like the horror of the thing. And Tanner and co were like, yeah, great idea, dude. <laughs> they're just so unfeeling sometimes well like I, I guess martin's a real handful and they're like this guy is like having a toddler i forget what was he was he a soldier or was he um just a civilian that they picked up tanner I, and them oh. i think all the civilians wound up fighting in the end and they were supposed to do something and then they chickened out and it just didn't pan out and we're losing the war and they and he feels real bad about it Okay, because I wasn't sure if he was like one of like one of their soldiers or whatever or something like that. Nah, nothing about Monty. This looks like I'm a soldier, hmm. but the other guys look like government government spooks yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, they look like spooks, but he's just like he might have been just a civilian. So, like they leave like the funniness uh, to the side for the third act a little bit. So O'Neill lets Tanner and company go because the NID is like, we're going to capture these aliens and dissect them. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. and find out what they know. And Tanner and company are like, can you, you can keep Martin. That's just keep him. You can keep Martin. Let, let, keep him. We can go. Let us go. Let us leave for the love. And O'Neill's like, ah, I'm sticking it to the NID. Here's your little remote control. We'll see you guys on the flip. And then they get out yeah. of there. Now, I don't know what the repercussions for doing that are besides none. Because the NID were like coming up the path and they were like, well, I don't know. Go away, I guess. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the, the next scenes are just going to be um, behind the scenes stuff where, where Peter DeLuise is explaining to Michael DeLuise that the show itself is not real. That's hilarious. That was hilarious. He's like, but is, am I getting paid real money? Yes. And then you find out about uh, the one who plays Daniel. Yes. Uh, they were so funny. Those actors are really funny. They were. The fade to black uh, is very funny to me. Like walking away, like how, how are we going to know? Because Martin, uh, not Martin. Yeah, like all the writers for the show. Isn't like, it? Uh, Joseph Pelosi is there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, wasn't that like Malozzi and like Brad Ryder or something? Yes, it was. And, uh, <laughs> it was just perfect. What a like, what a lovely send up this episode was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suspect I know what you're rating the episode. Oh, I, I five, five out of five. Six out of five stars. Like, couldn't. Yes, exactly. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be more delighted yeah. while I was watching it. I'm very everything notes. the behind the scenes stuff the way they make fun of like the tilk amount like the tilk oh, version the robot he's a robot <laughs> he doesn't say a word i love that this is uh it was just really like how clever you know and anybody who finds out about stargate now can just be like yeah wormhole extreme fan weird right psycho <laughs> Imagine if they turned a reboot like that. Oh my gosh. And I know for the 200, they're going to do like uh, 
like a reboot of Wormhole Extreme, I think, is what it ends up being. And they do the Farscape stuff with Ben Browder. And yeah, I think that's the uh, that's a 200th episode. That's the 200th episode. So I look forward to doing yeah. that. That I remember being just so cheeky and funny. Yeah. I like the Farscape thing. Oh, do I love Ben Browder. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, that's that's my heart and soul right there. That dude. I told you. I told you I met him at Dragon Con one year, right? Oh, me too. He was like, Ben Browder. Mm-hmm. So I think he was with like his girlfriend or wife or something. She just should, like, I'm telling you, I'm talking to the guy and the woman just shows up and they start making out. I'm just like, should I leave? Am I invited? No. <laughs> oh, that's hot. <laughs> Am I interrupting? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, well, thanks for signing my stuff. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for signing my stuff. <laughs> Nah, but he was really cool though. He was cool. Him and uh Michael Shanks and Claudia Black. They were really cool. Uh yeah, I met Claudia Black and Ben Browder, but never Michael Shanks. No, nah, Michael Shanks is cool as shit. I met Mitch Pelegi, who will go on to be in charge of the Prometheus, I believe. Oh, uh, no, it's the Daedalus. The Daedalus. Oh my gosh. You met Mitch <gasps> Pelegi? You met Mitch Pelegi? Oh, I did. I met Skinner. Oh, that's cool. Where'd you go? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That speaker thing happened again. Hello. What did you say now? No, I said, that's really cool. Skinner? Yeah, you met Skinner? Oh, my word, did I ever. I almost fainted. I was like, I can't take this. I got to go. I always wanted to meet um, Doggett because that's because I'm a bit, I like Robert Patrick. Yeah. Oh, he's on on that John Cena show, Peacemaker. Yeah, he's on Peacemaker now. And he was Alcide's dad on True Blood, if I recall. He's been in a lot. He's he's done a lot of stuff. He's aging like a banana, but I still. Like him. <laughs> I've never heard that reference. He's oh my aging god! Like a banana. Jeff May, a comedian named Jeff May, had said it. He said white people age like bananas, and I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, that that is correct. So <laughs> you can. I am Jeff May with that like one-off joke that he made on a podcast that I was like, oh no. And I think about it all the time. Aging like a banana. I like that one. I want to use that. Yes. He's a very funny comedian, everybody. Uh, hey, oh, I saw the promo for next week. Sam's protege is back and she's as above it all as ever, it looks like. Oh, Haley? Yes. She knows the answer, so you all can eat it. <laughs> She's like, I've been there before. She, uh, I just watched Spider-Man Homecoming. That was the first movie, right? Yeah, that was the first one with Tom Holland, yeah. Yeah, where Tom Holland, uh, he uh, knows better than uh, Tony Stark. So that's like Sam's protege knows more than Sam. Yeah. Say I'm going to show up in an Iron Man suit and be like, I told you how it is. I told you this is how we do things. (laughs) Give me the gun. Would you be like, I'm sorry, Miss Tony. (laughs) Miss Carter, please, please don't fire me. Yeah. Speaking of Spider-Man, I've just recently watched uh, Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. Okay. It's actually, I forgot how really good it was. They're really good. All the Spider-Man movies are pretty good. I mean, they're a little mm-hmm. overstuffed toward the end, and I feel bad that Andrew Garfield's ones had way too many bad guys. In them. 
Only in the second one. Only in the second one. They try to stuff it with too many bad guys. They stuffed it all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with Andrew Garfield currently, so. Oh, God. I love him. Did you see Tick, Tick, Boom? You better believe I saw that movie. <laughs> That's what really, like, threw me over the edge. Like, that movie threw me over the edge, and then I went to see... It's been long enough. The new uh, Spider-Man movie. And then I was like, that's it. I'm in a, a deep mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield situation. I'll be watching Angels uh, in America again. Because you can rent that on... Uh... He's, in, he's in Angels in America? Oh, he did the original uh, production of it. Like uh, on Broadway, maybe? Or the West End? Probably Broadway. Oh, because I've only, I've only seen the uh, HBO adaptation of it. And, uh, you know. Let's see. Angels in America. Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah, you could go to National uh, Angels in America. National Theater Live is where they take plays and beam them into movie theater so you could see live productions of stuff. So they cast, uh, they live captured Angels in America with Andrew Garfield, Rush, Russell Tovey, Nathan Lane. Um, oh, Nathan Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's part one and two, and you get to see the entire play, like how it is. Okay. And it's uh, it's when when uh, I think you it, it had to have been on Broadway because I'm pretty sure that in, Andrew Garfield won the Tony for it. I like I said, I've only seen the HBO version. Uh, let's see. Tony Award. Jesus. This computer is like Google is acting like it's never heard anything in its life. Andrew Garfield wins wins best leading actor in a play at the Tonys. And that was in 2018. So there you go. Uh, it was a Tony Tony Award winning actor for that. He'll probably be okay. he's a Golden Globe winner for best performance in a musical or comedy this year for Tick Tick Boom. It's really blowing up. <laughs> he looks just like Jonathan Larson. Like the hair and everything. Like he looks really exactly like Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Have you seen it? You've seen it. Yeah. Did I do the thing? It does look like him. Hello. He did you see it? Yeah, he does look like him. Oh my god. And it's just so good. So so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh so that's my obsession right now. Uh, got anything else you'd like to add here? Uh, I did the thing again. No, no, not really. Okay. Uh, you can catch my other podcast, Last God Pod, Last God Standing Podcast at lastgodstanding.podbean.com and we're Last God Pod over on Twitter. You can catch this extremely cool podcast, all 100 episodes at zpmstargate.podbean.com or on your favorite podcast app of choice please leave us a five-star review for this momentous occasion of a hundred glimmering episodes and the reason it timed out that way is because the premiere of stargate sg1 is technically two episodes and we did not split them up we did them in one episode ah so yes technically this is we did this land is, on 100 episodes that's right because we did the movie so you would think we'd be an episode behind but because we didn't split up episodes one and two uh, we're exactly on time. 100 for 100. 
We did it, y'all. Nice. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ZPM Stargate and everywhere else. You can send us an email at Gmail or send us a pic or something at Instagram. I don't really participate on Instagram that much. Um, tweet us, like us, give us five stars and enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Watch Tick Tick Boom. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.